Oh my god, hi. Jamie. Yeah. Have you ever had a single moment's thought about my responsibilities? Have you ever thought for a single solitary moment about my responsibilities to my employer? Has it ever occurred to you that I have agreed to look after the Overlook Hotel until May the 1st? Does it matter to you at all that the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract, in which I have accepted that responsibility? Do you have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is? Do you? Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? Hi, welcome to Why Do You Like This? <laughs> Um, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna interrupt you and be like, yes, at the beginning, since we have actually worked under the same roof together before. <laughs> um, but then I realized that you were like, you're just like gonna go for it. So I decided to just like stop <laughs> and just keep, keep it bottled in. Um, but yeah, um, what are we doing today? <laughs> Tell me more about your responsibilities. So today, uh, starts the first episode of a new season. Uh-huh. Uh, we can talk about what the name of the season will be. I have not thought about that at all. Oh, I thought you named it. I took a screenshot of what you called it in our text thread. I just call it 80s horror. No, you had a, had a name. Um, Jackson's Quick Guide to 80s Horror. Oh, that's not bad. No. Um, I, I screenshot it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, followed by No Fuss, No Muss. <laughs> um, anywho, so yeah, The Shining. We're talking about The Shining. 1980, Stanley Kubrick. Um, I've actually seen this movie before. Um, well, that doesn't, I guess, I was going to say it wouldn't surprise me because it's like a classic, but. Um, but to like really like just like reel it in, um, the first time I saw it was last year. Okay. So it's not like I've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah. I've seen it exactly once before today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was like sometime like kind of early mid pandemic <laughs> when it, this was only supposed to be like a few weeks or like a couple months. And here we are. Here we are in, you know, somewhere in year two. Yeah. You know, everyone just get fucking vaccinated. That, that's all. My, that's the only soapbox I'm going to have. Yeah. That's all I have to say about I that. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. We're all going to die. You know, kind of funny story. I lost my vaccination card. <laughs> no, you didn't. And I didn't even think about it until yesterday when I went to the movies and they were like, oh, if you want to get snacks, do you have like proof of vaccination? I was like, oh, shit. That's Luckily, actually... I wasn't planning on getting snacks. Uh, well, clearly probably, you did. I should probably still find... No, they were telling okay. it as oh. they were, like, taking our tickets. Oh, interesting. So, like, that that's where they draw the line. Yeah. Like, you can go. Because it's all food-based. Like, it's restaurants. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize it was food-based. Yeah. Because they're thinking, like, I you're pulling just... your mask down if you're going to eat. Okay. I thought it was just, like, any entertainment, like, period. Because, um, like... I mean, I guess, like, yeah, because, like, concert venues and stuff like that, too. But even, like, outdoor concert venues, like... um. Later this week, my mom and I are going to go see Maroon 5 at the, <laughs> at the pavilion. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> it's all, I mean, it's outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a vax required. So I, yeah. I just assumed it was just, yeah. like, any entertainment, like, blanket. And nothing um, against them. They're doing whatever they can to not get shut down again. No, 100 fucking percent. Like, no, no shade. Don't be mean. Don't be right people that are doing their fucking jobs. Yeah, fuck off. It's not up to them. Yeah, like, our favorite brewery, like, people are like, oh, like, we're not coming back because, like, da 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 like, fucking vaccine mandates or whatever, and they're like, then, okay, then don't fucking yeah, come. Don't come back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying not to get shut down, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> um, anyways, that's, that's the soapbox for today. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's all. Anyway, um, The Shining. The Shining. <laughs> As um, you were. So let me start here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you have thoughts about Stephen King? Thoughts or feelings about Stephen King? Um, not like really. Mm-hmm. I don't have any like really hard thoughts. Like I know a lot of people are, are like you a really. Fan? Would you say? I'm indifferent. Like I think <laughs> uh, like which I know is like not like a really popular take. Mm-hmm. It's usually like very much like oh I fucking love Stephen King or I fucking hate Stephen King. Uh-huh. It, he's all right. Have you read Stephen King books? Um, I want to say I read Pet Cemetery like a hundred years ago. Like I. I Pet re- Cemetery is really good. Yeah, and like I read it like when I was like early teens, mm-hmm. um, and I do remember it being very good, like yeah. the book. Um, I actually recently bought a new copy because I wanted to reread it. Yeah. Um, but like I think that's the only one I've actually like read. Um, and then like a couple of like one-off like things that were never sure like movies. Yeah. Like my uh, great aunt like had like a ton of fucking Stephen King books like and then like James Patterson and like kind of just like you know just like serial novelist yeah. people books <laughs> um and like so like I read a lot of that kind of shit growing up like I mostly read the James Patterson shit just to be quite frank um but uh yeah like I like I said I'm indifferent like I think you know it's all right but like I don't have any strong feelings in either direction sure um like the couple I, I've seen it um I haven't seen it, it chapter two so Dude, I can't speak don't. to it Okay, great. Um, I haven't read it, so I can't say that like I you know have any feelings one way or another about it. Sure. Uh, but I liked the original, like it, you know, the more recent rendition of it. Yeah. I know there's like a older. Yeah, the TV movie. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that, so I can't speak to it. But like, I like the newer one again, the first first one, sure. not chapter two. Sure. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Sure. <laughs> um, but like again, I haven't seen anything else really that I can super speak to. Okay. So I I, I will claim ignorance. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would call myself, like, a modest fan uh-huh. of Stephen King. Um, I've read a lot of his stuff. There's only a few things that I, like, really like. Uh-huh. Um, I think, like, where I struggle with him is he's so prolific. Right. Um, and at this point, like, if he has a thought, he writes it and it gets published. Right. And like all artists, like, he kind of has these, like, little things, mm-hmm. these ideas that he keeps picking at. And he doesn't know when to stop. Right. So, like, the example I would give is Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. has this little idea about how scary trucks are, mm-hmm. right? Like, you share the road with these things. They're driving by your house. They're massive. Right. Like, and then mm-hmm. a two-year-old boy gets hit by a truck in that story, and it's fucking right. terrifying. Right. And then on the other end, he has, like, Maximum Overdrive, which is about trucks that get brought to life by a comet. Jesus, fuck. And they fight Emilio Estevez. Amazing. So then he has these ideas that he, like, keeps revisiting. Um, and he doesn't know when he nailed it and he should move on. Copy that. Um, and he's so, like, everything he does gets published. It's like, for a long time he had a, um, like, in the 80s he had a pseudonym, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Bachman. Uh-huh. And he would publish things under Richard Bachman to see, like, are my books just popular because I'm Stephen King? Or, yeah, right. And, well, I mean, what was the... I mean, I think the Bachman books did okay. But, like, not as good. Yeah. And it didn't last very long. Like, I think maybe, Fair. all in all, it was like five or six years. All right, well, good for him. Um, but yeah, so I, that's where I am on Stephen King. Um, mm-hmm. There are not a lot of great adaptations of Stephen King's work, in my opinion. Right, and I, I think that's a kind of more popular opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, the books are, again, either, like, really fucking good or, like, really fucking not good. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, he struggles with his endings. Yeah, and I think that's also indicative of a lot of movies, or books that become movies. Yeah. Is, like, oh, the movie never lives up. Or, or fall short in places. Somewhere in the back of my mind, there's a season of this podcast mm-hmm. brewing of movies that are better than the books they're based on. Ooh, love that. Um, so maybe we'll get to that back to that one time. One day. It's hard to me, to, hard for me to commit to reading books every week for this again. That's valid. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. And um, 
Yeah, maybe we should just have a book club. <laughs> Ooh, we could do like one-offs. Mm. Anyways, enough of that for now. Um, but as you were. So uh, we're going to talk about the movie The Shining, which was based off Stephen King's third book. Okay. The Shining from 1977. Okay. Um, so basically... <laughs> oh, no. Zachary's here. Hey, boy. He's covered in snow. He's carrying an axe. <laughs> I mean, what else is new? This is really just like your average Monday. Oh, wait, you're, you're not usually here when he comes home from work. So. <laughs> um, so 1977, his third book, like, ever? His third book ever. Okay. Um, first book was, or first, like, published book was Carrie in 1974. Oh, wow. And that was a book that, like, got published. Like, some people read it, but then <laughs> Brian De Palma made the movie Carrie, and the book exploded. Got it. And that kind of set his career going. And then he wrote Salem's Lot, which is maybe my favorite Stephen King book. Okay, I've, I've never read it. Um, and there's a TV movie from the 70s. I've heard that the name sounds familiar to me. And, like, and actually, I forgot that Carrie was him. I was mm -hmm. like, I do like Carrie. And I think Carrie was done pretty well. Yeah, the movie Carrie is yeah. good. It's excellent. Uh, a lot of versions of Carrie. Like, yes. they keep remaking it. And nobody's done it good ever since. As it goes. There was the one a few years ago, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, I actually haven't seen it, but I've seen like the trailer for it. Yeah, it's um, not great. I was say I like her. She's awesome. Yeah, but uh, you know sometimes you're just you know dealt a shitty hand. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, The Shining was maybe the first book that he published that was a hit before it was a movie. Like, okay, it came out, it hit the ground running. People knew who Stephen King was. They bought it. It's a fucking like massive like number one bestseller. All that shit. Right. Um, Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm is coming off a place where he wanted to make a movie about Napoleon Bonaparte with Jack Nicholson. Excellent. That like almost got made and then the financing fell apart and it like really fucked with him. That's upsetting. He kind of made Barry Lyndon as like a, I'll do this instead. It's another like period piece and okay. that wasn't very popular. I've literally never heard of it. Some cinephiles really love it. I think it's boring as fuck. Excellent. Um, and then he's also at this place where, like, he was offered The Exorcist. He was offered The Omen, and he turned them down. Interesting. Um, and he was like, well, I need to make, like, I want to make my horror movie. I feel like right. I could do that. Um, and he kind of just happens upon The Shining by happenstance. Hmm. And he, like, famously was like, well, this is kind of, like, bullshit. But, like, the plot's fine. Uh, and he was Damn. very mean to Stephen King. Like, oh. publicly while they were... So... <laughs> so Stephen Steve. King fucking famously hates this movie. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the relationship he had with Kubrick. Yeah, I did some, like, very brief, like, Wikipedia skimming today. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I didn't know any of the history behind it. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to, like, again, like, not be, like, the most ignorant bitch ever. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, off-brand for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I did, like, the most minute of research. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he, he'll always say that it didn't capture like what his book is actually about which is like for him he was struggling with his alcoholism and his mm -hmm. like substance abuse problems and just this idea of like being a young father with really young kids and like them making him so mad that he was like mm, like i, I could just fucking, fucking kill you and then that idea like terrifying him like what is that yeah um and that's like where the shining comes from right um and that book is just all about the slow burn of this, like, loving father being driven to this point where he's going to murder his family. Yeah. And then the divergent path that Kubrick's Shining really takes is, like, I kind of think Jack brought his family there to kill them. Like, he is annoyed with them oh, from yeah. the fucking jump. No, like, literally, like, I, I didn't write this down, but, like, I had a thought when I was watching it the second time around where, like, 
he just looks pissed off all the time when yeah, he's around. Yeah, and them. like that's kind of what you get when you hire Nicholson. Right, and like he, I mean, he has he does like the crazy eyes and the crazy look very well. His eyebrows. Yeah, there's something about the eyebrows, but yeah. I think it's also the, like the way he like can manipulate his mouth mm-hmm. and like make it really wide. Mm-hmm. Um, like th- that's the whole deal. Like and also like it, it, like angular features and just all of that yeah. combined. So like that, like the casting of Nicholson and then the casting of Shelley Duvall, mm-hmm. I think really play into the way that. Like, because I am irritated by Shelley Duvall just watching the movie. So, like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, one of my notes in here, and this is, like, kind of getting towards the end. I was just like, can she just, like, be, like, like firm about anything? Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. And, like, Kubrick was also, like, very mean to her when they were making the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> he was very mean to Scatman Carruthers, who plays uh, Dick Holleran, mm-hmm. the magical black man. Yes. <laughs> who's great i love him i fucking love him in this movie the only like warmth in this movie Mm because it's a very sterile film and i think that like works for it but the only warmth in this movie comes from him i also love his fucking apartment in florida with the big paintings of the naked uh women with huge afros (laughs) honestly he's a vibe (laughs) um no but i agree like the whole like bit with him and what's his name danny yeah i was gonna call him fucking toby uh which i knew was like way off you're like it's Tommy mcguire right <laughs> yes <laughs> that, wait you're telling me he's not a young spider-man no i'm just kidding <laughs> no but the whole like bit with him like is very like quaint yeah. i would say it's more like a young charles xavier Ooh, ooh, i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like that you're like oh like, i just want to like hug him like mm-hmm. um I, I honestly want to hug them both during that bit like because the kid's just like what the fuck <laughs> like yeah petrified the the famous lore is that uh kubrick made the movie without ever telling the kid who played danny like what it was about and then he had no idea he was in a horror movie oh no <laughs> that he was just like doing that to like protect him from getting fucked up by whatever they were doing in the in the moment i guess it's valid you can kind of tell when you're watching the movie like you get the kid gives a pretty good performance but yeah. you can tell by the way it's shot like oh he's not really seeing anything scary right we are yeah like he's not perturbed he's not yeah any of that which Almost makes it eerier, though. Yeah, no, that's what's so good about it, because kids yeah. are kind of like that. Yeah, because it's like, if they're unfazed, they're unfazed. They don't really show you always what's going on inside no. them. And especially because, like, again, like, especially with the guys of, like, this is a kid with, like, an imaginary friend or, like, whatever, he's probably soft-spoken. Yeah. You know, he's probably soft-spoken, probably a little weird, mm-hmm. probably a little, like, probably a lot introverted. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he just moved to a town he didn't know anyone, mm-hmm. like, struggling to make friends, clearly. <laughs> His parents are fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> His imaginary friend Tony to me was like the scariest thing about this movie when I was a kid. That used to freak me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, you, you're not into a, a little boy in your mouth? Danny's not here, Mrs. Torres. No, no, thank you. Yeah, that. I mean, like as a 27 year old, it's still a little. Mm. Um, so like if anybody... my kid did that to me, I would like you're get like, the I'm fuck abor- out. I'm aborting you. Yeah, <laughs> I understand you're six. Super late term abortion. <laughs> I would punt him. <laughs> I would punch that child. <laughs> so if anybody hasn't seen The Shining and really like shame on you, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, hey, hey, hey. Jamie a, hadn't seen it until last year. It is a story. Yeah, but I know what's wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> I was dropped in my head multiple times. <laughs> uh, it's a story of uh, this family, the Torrances. Um, the mm-hmm. paterfamilias Jack is kind of like on his last leg. They don't really touch this in the movie, but from reading the book, mm-hmm. you understand. Like he's had his struggles with alcoholism. He just lost his teaching job. Okay, yeah, they they did not actually like ever explicitly say that. I don't think. Yeah, he, he just is jobless. Well, at the beginning, they ask like he says the one 
uh, Mr. Ullman says, like, he's an educator, and he goes, like, former educator. Well, yeah, but I just assumed that he had, like, yeah. So in quit the or whatever. book, mm-hmm. um, a student slashes his tires, and he beats the fuck out of him. And oh he loses God. his job, and then his buddy, who's, like, on the board of directors, gets him the job at the Overlook. Got it. Um, so... That's, like, one of those things in the book where you understand, like, this guy's got, like, a rage problem, he's got an right. alcohol problem, um, and the ghosts are really just, like, more metaphor. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, like, he got this job. Like, whatever. But so Jack's kind of on his last legs. He takes this job as the winter caretaker at this kind of uh, removed Colorado mm-hmm. hotel uh, that's based on a real hotel called the Stanley Hotel. Oh, I know that. That uh, Stephen King stayed at. When he was writing this book. Upsetting. Like, it kind of came to him. And it's, like, uh-huh. it's a hotel that does have a haunted room. Oh, wow. Um, it's not 237. They changed right. it for the movie. I'm sure. <laughs> but, um... Where was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Great so, question. I was listening to Zach sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my everyday. <laughs> you distracted Jackson it's by fun. making floor yeah. creaks. This is how sexy he looks in those shorts. Thank you. His, uh, fabletics. <laughs> Yes. Anyways, <laughs> this is not an ad. <laughs> he stayed at a hotel that was not the Overlook. Right, called the Stanley Hotel. Right. I would love to stay there one day. A uh, field trip? Right. <laughs> Let's find a haunted room. I'm super dumb. Yeah. Is that what I probably have to pay more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, just cash in your crypto. Cash- money is not an option. I mean, sorry, what? <laughs> Don't talk about my crypto. <laughs> I didn't tell which one. <laughs> um, anyways, um... So, based off of, like, your actual hotel, mm-hmm. all of that, where were you going with that? I, I don't know where you were going with that. Um, God, I can't remember. Excellent. But... I love that for us. <laughs> this is great podcast. <laughs> Dynamite. We're going to lose one of our three listeners, that's for sure. Actually, you know what? I was uh, bored the other day while I was um, just, like, sitting on the fucking couch, uh-huh. and um, we, like, averaged, like, a good, like, 30-plus downloads an episode. 30. So, there's at least, like, 27 other people we don't know about. Oh. So, Mazel told all y'all. Sad weirdos. What are their lives like? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably just our friends that, like, don't, are actually just, like, not. They won't admit it. Yeah. They're like, I don't want you to know, because I hate listen. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, don't you hate follow people on, like, the internet? But I remember that you don't internet. I sure don't. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, he's on his last yeah. legs. He takes the winter caretaker job at this mm-hmm. hotel. Uh moves the family in and immediately things go wrong what it's almost like there was alluding to that in the beginning the hotel is haunted as fuck their little boy is psychic which like activates the ghost to a degree that they probably wouldn't be otherwise well yeah because like i mean you know historically in like ghost lore and whatever and like and in like psychic lore and all of that like uh-huh. everything's all interconnected and like fucking energies and fucking sure. frequencies and whatever uh-huh. right like so it makes sense yeah there's also a reading of this movie that i like came across later in life that mm-hmm. jack probably shines too oh. and that's where danny got it and the reason he started drinking heavily yeah was to like drown it out that makes sense. And also, like, usually, and it's like... it's why the ghosts can appear to Jack so easily. Yeah, know. and usually, like, gifts, quote-unquote, yeah. are, like, genetic. Hereditary. Yeah. Right. Or whatever, like, I mean, uh, even, what's his name, you know, it's like, his grandma had it, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She so. called it shine. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, I had to. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> don't don't apologize. <laughs> I love him in this movie. He's so good. He's, he's fucking, like I said, a gem, and yeah. I wanted more of him. Kubrick did not want him in the movie. Mm. 
He wanted Slim Pickens. Okay. Um, Slim Pickens wasn't available, but they shot this movie for over a year. Okay. So at a certain point, he became available, and he was trying to get Scatman to quit. Yikes. And just treated him like shit. You'll hear stories about this movie of him doing like a hundred takes. Just because he didn't like him? Yeah, well, partially, but he did that with like everything and everybody. Right. Like okay. even Rub Nicholson raw. Oh. Which is why... I think Nicholson's performance is so crazy in this movie. Because he was just kind of over it? He's just like, what am I, like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And he just goes, like, so big. <laughs> okay. You're like, oh, it's like a kabuki performance. Like, it's so. Right. <laughs> over the top and insane. No, that, that actually makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Because um, he's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially the further we get. Mm-hmm. As he gets wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, uh, so, where are we going with this? I'm sorry. I so the ghosts, lost my own train of thought The here. ghosts of the Overlook Hotel want mm-hmm. the family dead because they want more people there. There's mm-hmm. this theme of, like, if you die in the Overlook, you have always been part of the Overlook. You always will be part of the Overlook. That's what right. the thing means at the end, where they, like, zoom in on that picture. Of yeah, Matt that Nicholson confused me. I was going to ask. At the 1921 Fourth of July ball. Mm-hmm. That did very much confuse my pea brain, so yeah. I'm glad that you explained that. The hotel, like, absorbs you, and you're just part of the hotel forever. Uh, okay, that makes... Okay, got it. Got, got it. Mm-hmm. Two and two now makes four. There you go. <laughs> At least that's my reading. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, and, and again, in my brief Wikipedia-ing, it kind of alludes to that also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that checks out. Um, but that was a... A better explanation than the Wikipedia gave me. Because oh, so, right. <laughs> the Wikipedia was like very, like very, it was like one sentence about it. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> huh? I was like, I wanted more, I wanted more, please. <laughs> please help. <laughs> what, uh, what do you have? What do you got? Um, so I, I do love how at the beginning when like the, you know, mom does the house call for the, the doctor because, you know, Danny's yeah. on one. Um, and she's like, oh, there's nothing physically wrong with Danny. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> She also has that story about how uh, Jack broke his arm. Yeah. Um, and the doc- you can see the doctor be a little bit like, hmm. Because she's like, that's just one of those things that happens. And, and she's like, like, I don't know about all that. I'm like, woman, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, um, you got to leave him. <laughs> but, you know, this was the, uh, you know, late 70s, you know, yeah. when this was set. And that wasn't really a thing. Yeah. It was just, it was one of those things. Well, I think the 70s is when, like, the... The divorce rate hit 50%. Probably. I, I think people finally start, especially women. Yeah. Um, like, I don't have to take this. Exactly. But it was still a new idea. Yeah. Of like, oh, I don't have to take this. Yeah. Or like, my kids don't have to take this. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's worth noting that in the book, Wendy is like a much stronger character. Oh, thank God. Um, and there's a lot in the book of like... She stressed me out. Jack struggling, like the ghost playing up on this like insecurity of like, well, she's stronger than you are. Like, maybe we should get her to do this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, because that was my biggest gripe with this whole deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know exactly where I wrote it down, but I was just like, look, like, she is so half-assed with everything she does. She's very wishy-washy and very yeah. deferential. Well, like, even, like, at the, like, you know, towards the end, like, when she, like, realizes, like, oh, fuck, like, he, he, like, he made a flip. Like, you know, something bad is going to happen, and, like, mm-hmm. she's, like, about to beat the shit out of him. She's like, she can't commit. You know what's really interesting, though, yeah. is you can see that she has suspicion of him. It's like always under the surface because yeah. the second Danny shows up with like those bruises on his neck, she yeah. is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, she's like, "You did this." Like, Mama is initiated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, who else is there? You know what I mean? So you can right. totally understand her like going there, but her like absolute lack of hesitancy, <laughs> yeah, is very telling to me. 
Yeah, and it's only, like, in certain... In the, in those moments. Yeah, because every other time it's just like, oh, like, she's, like, this meek, like, fucking, like, you know, weighs eight pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Like, frail-looking woman. Oil. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the Popeye movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. Um, but, yeah, no, like, the tiniest little thing, and, like... No, it's 100%. Like I said, like, even, like, when she's, like, in the bathroom, like, fucking hiding, like, she's, like, again, like, almost non-committal with that. But, like, I think she's also, like, probably just, like, struggling. Because mm. it's, like, oh, fuck, like, this is my husband or, like, whatever. Like, should I, like, try to help? Should I, like... Yeah. Like, what do I do with him? What do I what do I do here? <laughs> she locks him in the freezer. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what I would have done and just fucking left yep. him. And then the ghost let him out. It's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one thing in the movie that I think is, like, you can't work around and find like a psychological explanation for it no and that's it's the one thing really like, okay well there are ghosts <laughs> yeah because the whole time like especially the first time i watched it i was like that makes no sense to me <laughs> yeah because like because i'm like oh like, it's not a ghost thing it's just like him being fucking insane yeah uh um, all work and no play correct <laughs> i don't remember the last half of that line so i don't i'm not gonna go there jack a dull boy thank you i did i wrote it down <laughs> um but I, I couldn't read it anyways um <laughs> I, I i mean i wasn't gonna like try to find it um, but, uh, also, this is just a, a note I found in here. Um, he makes a remark about her, um, calling her a sperm bank. Um, mm-hmm. if anyone ever referred to me as a sperm bank, they would be dickless. <laughs> he knows better. <laughs> he, that's like one of those things that's all from He the, looked at you sideways. That's one, of the, <laughs> one of those things from the book that they sort of like mm-hmm. keep in moments like that is like so much so much of the book is like these weird internal monologues that he has mm-hmm. where he's so fucking like he hates her so fucking much yeah like this ball busting bitch and he keeps he goes on these like crazy spiral like even though she's like not she's not <laughs> which was upsetting yeah. like, like here's the thing if she was like an asshole that'd be a kind of different story mm-hmm. but like again like she was just so like yeah like whatever like again except for like when she felt like her son was threatened or like she was threatened exactly but like mostly her kid like because even when she was directly threatened but like he was like you know not in the picture like she was just kind of like like if i die like that's okay like at least like that was like the vibe my favorite part with her is when she's talking to the uh the like sheriff's department on this on the radio (laughs) she has over (laughs) she knows it's pop etiquette it really makes me laugh like she knows what she's doing. The husband's gone crazy. Over. <laughs> um, I also just, like, love her commitment to, like, smoking cigarettes the entire time, too. See, like, 1980, baby. Well, even, like, the beginning, like, with the doctor, she's like, oh, do you want one? Yeah. <laughs> the doctor thinks about it, and it was like, mm, probably crazy, shouldn't. different time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, she's just, like, walking around the, like, the fucking hotel, like, like with one lit up. Like, there's, there's ashtrays everywhere. I mean, again, it was the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but the thought of ashtrays just being everywhere is also wild to me. It's gross. It, <laughs> But yeah, and like I was thinking, because again, she's just like lackadaisically like walking out the cigarette half the time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, can you think of just like all the like icky like just like ash on the floor, all over the place, all the over place the just place. smells like cigarette Cigarettes? smoke. Yeah, I mean like makes me sick. Yeah, well, I mean like you're all uh, here's the thing, like you know I'm not like one to be like oh like you know casinos are gross, gambling's gross, but like because like you know I enjoy a good gamble every now now and again, but the worst part about it is like the overwhelming cigarette stench. Yeah. And I do feel like casinos are gross and gambling is gross, but that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. Like, everyone's got their shit. Whatever. That's it's fine. I'm... Everyone's allowed advice. It's just not for me. Yeah. I'll allow it. I don't really care. Um, but, yeah, no. But, yeah, that's just, like, the, the thought of, like, a faint 
like dusting of cigarette ash everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Just, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so Jack is just slowly getting more and more irritated with his wife and his son. And just, I think even his own existence he's, at this point. He's not getting his work done. No. Uh, you never really see him do any caretaking. I feel like she's doing all the work. Correct. Um, yeah, he just is kind of sitting on his ass. In the book, there's this real thing of mm-hmm. Jack, like, finding in the attic, like, or maybe the basement, mm-hmm. but all this, like, history of the Overlook Hotel, and he, like, gets super into it, and it starts, like, yeah. getting into his head and driving him fucking crazier. Um, I wish, I kind of wish that was in this movie, but I, don't I think know the it... way it plays kind of works is a really smooth... Yeah, I, was, I think you, like, kind of get it. And, again, like, minus the, like, freezer thing. Like, you can, like, really make that, like, you know, argument of, like, oh, is he actually just, like, losing his shit? Or yeah. is, like, whatever. Because, like, I, I was, you know, f- team, like, he's losing his shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, the ghost thing, or, you know, the freezer thing, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to say annoyed. Because <laughs> it's not the right word. But, like, like god damn it. Like, it is a ghost story. Like, I wanted him just to be a fucking psychopath. See, I have the exact opposite yeah. predilection when I watch movies. When I find out that there are no real ghosts and it's just like somebody's crazy, I'm like, well, that's fucking boring. I want there to be ghosts. I want there to be a monster. I guess that's fair. Um, I'm also like a huge psych nerd. So like I, I love like when seeing yeah. people crack. But I like the um, convergence in this story. Yeah, and I think I, it's like, fun. Ghosts themselves just in stories and in yeah. culture are a metaphor for like regret or well, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So it all, it all works. No, definitely. And I think that's definitely like the thing for him too because like especially like the like the barkeeper or you know whatever like that whole you know deal with him and you know like he's like you know having a lot of i don't want to say like reflection because he's not really reflecting on much <laughs> <laughs> so much he hates his fucking wife right but you know what i mean like he's having like these you know yeah. intrusive thoughts that are being intensified <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh um, the ghosts are just playing upon those insecurities and right and like you know like i said like you know a, a sick part of you like wants to be like oh like it's just like he's a, he's just fucked up and like is having like a psychotic break but then you're like oh like it's just like yeah a ghost is fucking with him yeah well it's both yeah yeah and and i guess i guess that is probably the weird dichotomy of it yeah ghosts are intensifying his psychotic break which would make sense if he can shine mm-hmm. exactly so i don't know uh it it, it makes sense mm-hmm it, it, all, it all checks. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, like, the, especially the first time I watched it, like, I, like, full send was like, oh, this guy's just, like, fully having a psychotic break. Let me check your temperature on... Uh-huh. Uh, so, towards the end, mm-hmm. where things are, like, really going ham and Wendy's running through the hotel and mm-hmm. she sees the guy in the dog costume. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? I... <laughs> Opinions? So... Were you sexually activated by that moment? <laughs> No, <laughs> but like in the sense of again like where i was like is this her like thinking she's going crazy or is like she actually seeing a ghost or you know what i mean like or is she like conditioned i think we have to understand that she's actually seeing these things that's what i was like pretty sure was happening or she was just like oh like everything's fucking going to shit right now like am i just like making shit up now <laughs> like am i seeing shit <laughs> yeah. it's probably both again yeah yeah so I guess that would not make sense then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because like, again, and this is a, a, kind of like just me watching it a second time. Like the first time I was just like, oh, like they're all fucking insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that that does make more sense that it would be like an actual ghost mm-hmm. in, in that sense. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, one thing I think I thought was weird, and this is just like me, um, you know, 
if, you know, I had a kid and we were staying at this hotel, you uh-huh. know, for one reason or another, because of, like, just, like, the sheer size of it, I wouldn't want my kid just, like, free roaming. Roaming, yeah. Like. Yeah, like, anything could happen. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck, like, you know, fuck the ghosts. It's like, say they're, say they're out there, you know, mm-hmm. you know, assume that it is just the three of you in this building. Yeah. But, like, you know, shit could happen. It's probably a lot of janitor's closets with a lot of bleach. Right. Or, like, you know, there's clearly a lot of stairs. Yeah, you can take a tumble. stairs on his dumb tricycle that he's always riding around. <laughs> what? Like, who told you that was okay? What are yeah. you doing? How did that fit in the car? <laughs> like, I they're a little questions. BW. <laughs> like, they clearly had a lot of luggage. It like, might have been there. Oh, maybe. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. But, like, why? Well, I'm sure they've got, like, a little daycare situation. I feel like that's a weird thing to have in, like, a, a hotel so. daycare. Like, a big, like, a big resort hotel like that. But, like... If you got, like, parents going to the bar, they want to drop their kid off. Well, no, that part makes sense. But, like, usually they have those... an arcade. They talked about that. Well, yeah, but usually, like, all those spaces aren't very large. So, mm-hmm. like, again, like, they're are they, like, intending for a kid to be, like, rolling around on a trike for that the whole fucking place? Well, it's only open during the summer, so they're probably for outside use. Touche. <laughs> all right, whatever. Either way. Either way, I didn't like it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I think that's also just kind of, like, 70s latchkey parenting. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I get it, but, like, fuck that shit. It is wild. I would never. You're like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. But, like, what's gonna happen? You can't even go outside. <laughs> a lot, a lot could happen. We also have, uh, the hedge maze in this movie, which is fucking awesome. Oh, it is really dope. And a great visual. Uh, I would say a vast improvement from the hedge animals that come to life from the book what <laughs> yeah so in the book <laughs> excuse me in the book the shining there's no hedge maze there uh-huh. are topiary animals all over the place uh-huh. that like when you're not looking move fuck that like, whoa is that which is kind of scary if you have it described to you in a book yeah but if you're watching like the 1997 uh shining miniseries from tv mm-hmm. is stupid and bad oh, no. and stanley kubrick was really smart that he took it out um that's upsetting yeah well i also feel like you know it may not have been like ooh. Because I'm trying to, like, think of, like, how they would even, like, make that work. Like... I think it would be spooky if all you saw was that they were in a different position from the last time you looked. Right. But if you see them move, it's immediately stupid. Right. And I think especially in, you know, 1980, because, like, it, they couldn't have made it look good, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Like, I think that could have been They can't make it look off. good in 1997 either. Mm. I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever seen that miniseries? No, it's so fucking bad. Um, I, I'm good then. I'm, I'm okay. And it's really fucking fascinating to me that for years, Stephen King was like, I'm going to do it right and then he finally got this chance, and it's so much worse oh, no. that it's like, Steve, buddy. That's actually upsetting. I would take my name off this. Just to have somebody scream for years about a work of art and then insist that they can do better and then hand you finger paint is like... Oh, no. So it's like that. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yikes on fucking tricycles. It's really bad. Um, but... Um, no, I, I, the hedge maze is cool, and I like what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it... Uh, so... Um, well, you, you had a point about it. Just that, like, I, I find it to be a very interesting uh, visual metaphor for, mm-hmm. like, what's going on in Jack's mind. Right. Yeah. Like, just all these dead ends. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, he's lost. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what he's doing. No, and that absolutely makes sense. And, and that's how he feels about his own life. And then the ghosts give him, like, this purpose. Like, you're here to be the caretaker of this hotel. <laughs> Even though you do. And he is about that. And he does exactly zero caretaking. He's about that caretaker life. Except when he's doing none of it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. And that's more a thing in the book as well, that he's like, gets super into it. And really? all his duties and responsibilities. And at the end, he actually, spoilers for a book that's 50 years old. Um, 
at the end he actually like comes out of his fugue a little bit and actually like stokes the boiler to explode oh shit yeah copy that that's fun mm-hmm. um or maybe it just explodes because he's neglecting it because he's chasing the family around I don't know. Yeah, I actually <laughs> think there's there's something in the people have always talked about this movie being remade and being mm-hmm. more like the book. Okay. Which I actually think you could do because mm-hmm. it's there's some stuff that's really different. Mm-hmm. The one thing from the book I haven't read it, so I don't know. That I love mm-hmm. and would love to see in like a more kind of traditional, less psychological horror movie is at the end uh, when he's coming after Wendy, she stabs him. Oh wow! And he like slumps over, and then his body like gets back up. It's like it's being puppeted by the hotel. So he's just, like, gone, gone. That's bananas. Yeah. And he starts, like, smashing his face with the, uh... He doesn't use an axe in the book. He uses, like, a croquet mallet. Uh-huh. And he's, like, smashing his face to Jesus show her that he, she can't hurt him. So he's, like, this, like, weird zombie-looking fucked-up thing coming after. Love that for her. It's pretty good. Um, wow. <laughs> the book is really good. Like, if I were Stephen King... Like, I understand where he's coming from, being disappointed with this movie. But I think this movie is so good. Yeah, I was saying, like, independent, like, I, I, like I said, I haven't read the book, so I'm not going to, like, sit here and, like, say anything about it. Yeah. Um, but, like, the movie by itself, like, stands up. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, here we are now, fucking, you know, 30 years later. Yeah. Like, like I said, years it, later. Yeah, I can't math. Yeah. And that's the thing about, like, adaptation to me is, like, <laughs> you, you need to take what's, like, spiritually there in the book and make it a movie. Right. You can't, like, literally translate the book. That never works. No. I've never seen a movie that's exactly like the book and thought, like, this is great. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Um, but, yeah, I think that's just, like, the whole thing. Like, it's, it's all up to interpretation and just, like, making it a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I said, like, I, it definitely stands up by itself. Like, I, obviously, I knew it was a book. I just never read it. Right. Um, like, I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> just, like, a partial idiot. You're not an idiot. Thanks. Um, but no, like I said, like um, I enjoy this movie for like what it is. So like having not read the book, I don't know if that would change my mind if I read it. (laughs) So I don't know if I should. (laughs) I'd recommend the book. Yeah, I won't be I won't be disappointed in the movie then afterwards. I mean, I guess that's up to you. I guess that's fair. I think if maybe if you had read the book first, maybe that would be a possibility. But I don't really see that happening reading the book. That's fair. So far after. Fair, fair, fair. Um, maybe I'll add it to my to-do list of yeah. reading, um, which is growing longer by the day. Uh-huh. That's uh, what she said. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> what was I doing here? Um, I, was, I was seeing if I had any other notes. Um, oh, yeah. Also, like that kid, um, let's just like tell it how it is. Way smarter than anyone should give any six-year-old or seven-year-old credit for <laughs> um, by like duping him in the fucking maze. Pretty good. <laughs> Like, A-plus. Walking in his own footprints and shit. Yeah, fucking A-plus. Because at first, you're like, well, especially the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this fucking idiot, like, he, like he's toast. Like, this kid's going to get murdered and people, it's going to be upsetting. Yeah. But then it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, you know, he escaped. And it was kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love for him. And then there's a sequel. Kind really? Of, if anybody. Oh, you're right. Doctor uh, Sleep. Yeah. I, I think we watched that. Didn't we watch that? We did. Yeah. It's not very good. Yeah, I was like, I clearly have almost no memory of it. There's things in it that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ewan McGregor is in it, and he fucking slaps. Um, I'm trying to think. He was like the like the main. He's the grown-up right? Danny Torrance. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, I was gonna say I couldn't think of the kid's name again. 
Um, Danny keeps wanting to escape my fucking brain. Yeah. I, I I don't know why I want to keep calling him Toby and not even Tony, the man in his mouth. I don't want to call him Toby either. I don't either. It's it is what it is. Don't don't ask how my brain works because I don't really have an answer. Toby from at all, or why that name would even be in your. <laughs> well, I think like if, like Tony is sticking out because like the kid in his mouth. Yeah, the little boy that lives in his mouth. Yeah, but then I'm just like transposing a letter because I'm you know. Yeah. Not I'm not dyslexic, but like whatever, it's fine. Zach's got a Tony too that lives in his mouth. <laughs> ah yes. <laughs> um. Anyways. <laughs> Um, Tony doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I know, I'm counting on it. <laughs> um, I mean, he'd probably appreciate the the nod. I'm sure he would. Because <laughs> he'd be like, he'd, he'd double down. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Absolutely. Red free. <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as Audrey loves it. Anyways, um, no, so The Shining's great. Um, I, I probably should have given it a star rating. Um, you know, off the cuff, I'm going to give it like a four or four and a half stars. I do quite like this movie. Yeah, I give it a five. Excellent. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you would like to, you know, di- di- digress about? Um, just to kind of set up the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Um, or like why you chose it or like season. any of that. Well, I chose it just mm-hmm. um, as far as like horror movies in 1980. Mm-hmm. Like this is the one. Ron's listening in case you're wondering. As far as <laughs> like I had to represent Stanley Kubrick when I right. could. And then this kind of sets up, like, this whole thing. Like, Stephen King's career will mm-hmm. take off in the 80s. Um, people will try to, like, recapture stuff from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays a lot of, like, things that were popular going into the 70s. Like, evil or scary kids were really popular Yeah. in the 70s. So this sort of, like, builds up off of that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's few things more unnerving than, like, a creepy kid. Yeah. Well, and then I would say there's not a lot of things. I can't think of anything, like, any movie in my mm-hmm. adult life that's, like, scared me. Right. But I find this movie, like, very unnerving. Oh, for sure. And, like, I think if I had watched it as a kid, yeah. I'd be, like, freaked the fuck out. And I think as a kid, there's very little, like, obviously people's home lives are all different. Right. And people's experiences are different. But, like, speaking for myself, the idea as a kid that, like, you're, like, that my dad would want to kill me. Like, fuck that's that. fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Yeah, as a kid, I don't think I'd be able to, like, quite handle yeah. that. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a crazy concept. Like, that's a rough concept. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, like, I guess, like, to kind of go there, like, family annihilation and all of that is, like, fucking crazy in, mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as someone that is into, like, true crime and all of that, like, that's a very, like, yeah, common happens. thing. <laughs> yeah, like, as fucking, like, again, bonkers as an idea it is, it happens all the fucking time. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, like, most recently, like, the Watt, you know, in, like, big cases, like, the Chris Watts thing. Um, I don't know if you've heard, you know? Oh, God. Um, TLDR. Um, we actually did a podcast about it on Hot for Justice. Um, fucking worst fan ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this uh, man named Chris Watts, who's now in prison, um, was, like, kind of over his, like, family life. Um, his wife went away on a, like, pyramid scheme uh, retreat for, like, a weekend uh, she came home and like at like four in the morning, and he killed her and their two kids, and like, uh, you know, like lied about it and was like, oh, I don't know where they are, like weird. Um, and it turns out he had like, you know, killed them weeks ago and like hid their bodies, type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, like it happens literally all the fucking time, and it, it's very fucking sad. And it, again, it's like one of those things where like, oh fuck, like the idea that someone can actually do this and like fantasize about it is yeah. like, implanted out and yeah. right. Um, 
Which, like, clearly is happening here. Like, I mean, like, clearly Jack is, like, having, like, a turmoil about it at first. Yeah. And, like, isn't into it. And then, like, the more things progress, like, the more, like, obviously he's into it. <laughs> clearly. Obviously. Um, but, yeah, no, just the aesthetics of this movie I find excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tone and the mood, which are, like, the kind of things I look for. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in a horror movie. Yeah. If it can just, like, establish this tone of dread yeah. that this movie has, I find that really impressive. Um, it's the same reason I love, like, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, you made a comment about the movie being, like, very sterile, like, yeah. at the top, and, like, I hadn't really thought about it, but, like, it totally fucking is. And I think that's another, like, layer of, like, unnervingness to it. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, like, when when's the, the thing going to happen? Yeah, when it feels, like, cold when yeah. you're watching it. He almost makes you feel that, which is something yeah. that I would say it has in common with the movie we're going to talk about next week mm-hmm. from 19... Oh, sorry. No, the week after that. Oh. I ruined my own point. <laughs> oh, well. Rest in peace. We'll talk about that when we get to it then. Excellent. Nothing to set up. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I think, like, like aesthetically, you're right. Like, it does, like, look good, though. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like I said, like, for it being, like, in the 80s, like, everything's, like, really clean and, like, very, like, like okay. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. And all the, like, framing is very symmetrical mm-hmm. and very, like, purpose-driven. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a documentary called Room 237, Mm-mm. and it's all about just, like, bananas people with these crazy conspiracy theories about this movie. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write that down to maybe look at. I don't think any of them are correct, but they are very interesting to... Oh, you know I love a good conspiracy theory. ...hear, like, the crazy people and what they come up with. Yeah. Oh, I think that shit's, like, very fascinating, like, what people, mm-hmm. like, will draw connections to that, like, especially, like, when it's bad shit, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, how do people's brains work like that? Small teaser for Room 237, there's a guy who's convinced that Stanley Kubrick was involved with faking the moon landing and that this movie has subtextual clues about that. Bitch, what? <laughs> um, uh, if he did, good for him. For real. Good like, work. Yep. Solid like, work. A plus. <laughs> you do you. Ten out of ten. We trick again. <laughs> we stand. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um. So next week. Yes. We're g- moving on to 1981. Mm-hmm. Talking about a little movie called An American Werewolf in London. So I've heard of this. I've never seen it. It is not only one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of my favorite movies. Like it's in my top five movies for sure. I think I've heard you say that. A time or two. I love an American World in London. Um, and I'm assuming it has to do about wolves. Yes. Excellent. Big scary wolves. Woo! Love that for us. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> um, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, that's it. If you haven't seen The Shining, check out The Shining. Yes, it's on HBO, um, wherever Max. you get your HBO. Well, I mean, yeah. you can have HBO on Hulu. Uh, before, before we were, uh, when we were still peasants, we had that. Okay. Uh, and then we decided to, you know, pay the extra couple dollars. And... You, <laughs> you deserve it. I know. Well, I mean, we, we pay for, like, fucking live TV Hulu. So at this point, I think we have it anyways. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, next week, an American werewolf in London. Uh, do you know where that's streamable at all? Uh, I think it's on Prime. Hold on. I'm going to look it up really quickly because now I just need to know. Um, boop, 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 boop. Um, nope, you got to rent it. Oh, well. oh, oh, it's on Peacock. I lied. Peacock. So I can watch it for free. <laughs> I was going to say you can just borrow my DVD. <laughs> I have Peacock. But thank you. Or, or is there like a, do you have like a director's cut or anything like weird? No. Okay. Well then the Peacock version is probably fine. No. Quick preview to the next episode. There's only one deleted scene of this movie that's uh-huh. like famously been lost. What? Um, to my knowledge, nobody actually has seen it. Only had it described. Copy that. We'll leave. We'll park that. Yeah. For for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, and goodbye.
Bye.